Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Achievers, this is episode 65 of the Next Level Author podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name is Sasha Black. I'm back. Black is back, back, back. (laughs) And here with me is the guy who never went away daniel wilcox daniel wilcox you never went away how are you bro i'm i'm doing well i feel like you're probably gonna have a lot more energy than i am um (laughs) but welcome welcome back it's been it's been a hot hot minute and it it feels like i've not seen you in forever because outside of this podcast i also haven't seen you really in forever yeah it's true like normally we see each other quite a lot and um We've not really seen each other so I mean we did a podcast so you're going to be on my podcast but um apart from that yeah. we've like barely done sprints like up the 18 months leading up to about a month ago we were doing sprints like every single day mm-hmm. uh yeah and like the last month we've both been so busy mostly you have been busy leaving me a pretty busy chappy, but also also someone finished an audio break yeah well hang on a minute first of all I would just like to first say thank you very much to Chris and to Rachel yes. for yes. filling in for me I really deeply deeply appreciate uh both of you um for different reasons and I listened to both <laughs> episodes I loved it it was very weird I was a little bit jealous I was like that's my dad <laughs> but also I was like oh it's so lovely to like see the show with different faces in like every so often so it was also lovely yeah like because we had that what probably about this time last year we had Faye Trask and Jay Thorne on the show yeah Um, and it was it's a very bizarre experience being like this is this is my thing yeah yeah exactly exactly um but yeah no it was lovely and awesome questions and awesome answers so yes thank you uh very we've much had a lot of positive impact uh, feedback from those episodes so i'm starting to feel like you shouldn't be here <laughs> wow come on i have okay. to dive straight back into it that's the whole point of the show it's just me ribbing wow. you for an hour mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay well mm. Yeah, let's I'm move on. I'm glad you're back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've had a good week, have you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I don't care. Yeah. So let's talk about weird me, week. So. <laughs> you've had a weird week. Yeah, it's been a weird week. Yeah. Um, mostly like because it, it's just a mishmash of a lot of stuff. So I've got like client work, I've got my work, and then I'm also doing. I've done a lot of sort of steps towards um, moving and the house stuff this week. So like, I'm I'm still not at the point where like. I'm putting down for anything, but I've just done a lot of research and sort of cementing what my path is going forward. So I've spoken to like mortgage brokers, I've looked at different properties, I've looked at like the different channels that are available to me. So it's, it's I I kind of always know because people tell you all the time like how all consuming it is moving. Mm-hmm. My God, like the amount of brain power you need just to keep on top of stuff and get things going along, just understanding things in the first place. So it's been a bit of a, a fragmented week, but I've done a lot. Um, I'm still running my 
to my done list or as Rachel calls it the ta-da list um which is infinitely helping and also I I ended up going down to Reading on Monday to help my nan box up stuff for a, a move that she's doing so I've only really had a four-day week which they always feel bizarre anyway so mm-hmm. even on my done list I ended I realized yesterday I was like I did that on, on that day and I realized I put things in different days because I put things for Monday when I meant Tuesday so yeah it's been a weird week for people <laughs> on the podcast I'm holding up my weird week t-shirt that, I, that I'm wearing so yeah that's mine how about you <clears throat> how, how have your last three weeks been yeah well so I feel like I've leveled up <clears throat> which is interesting and I think that's why I needed the break uh, I just needed like <laughs> half a thing less to think about. Um, so basically what happened is um, I had a bit of a breakdown <laughs> and I'm laughing about it now, <laughs> but I basically It cried. was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. How I just so funny. broke. Like I just broke and it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, <laughs> I had this breakdown. Like I'm saying breakdown in a really dramatic way. Basically I just cried for half a morning and that was it. Um, and I just, I'd hit this wall and I could not go on. I, we as creatives create so much work for ourselves and you reach this point, I've, I've spoken about it before, where in order to, I think it's different if you run a business that where you just write fiction or you just write nonfiction and that's it, you don't do anything else. It's completely different. I'm talking about the creatives who run more entrepreneurial type businesses where you have 45,000 different fingers and 48,000 different pies. Um, a lot of fingers. It is a lot of fingers. And essentially you get to a point where in order to level up, you have to either do one of two things. You either outsource or you stop doing stuff. And usually stopping doing stuff means that you are giving up opportunities to make more money. So Ultimately, your only option is to start outsourcing. But, oh, pardon me, that was exciting. In order to outsource, (laughs) (laughs) have you missed me? In order to outsource, um, you have to spend lots of money. And what tends to happen is that you spend that money and then you have more time to spend on the creation things or the things that will bring you money. And therefore, you then end up earning more money. But there's this... uh incongruence is that the word there's this gap between out spending that money yeah the transition between spending the money and then actually bringing that money in which is scary so essentially you're starting out with less money because you're outsourcing and you're you're spending out um and that's that's where i got to i was worried that i couldn't afford to outsource um but i needed to otherwise i was going to either burn out or I was going to break myself, or I was just going to stay on this like financial plateau forever. And none of those were options that I particularly wanted. So um, I just said, fuck it. And I outsourced. And then when I started outsourcing, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, and now I'm like, continuing to outsource probably a little bit past the boundary of where I should have been outsourcing. Um, <clears throat> but I don't care. And the reason I don't care is because I have created so fucking much in the last three weeks. It is obscene. Like I not only have I finished my audiobook, I have created uh, six. I've structured and created a brand new nonfiction. It's going to be probably 30K. <laughs> you know, it really will. It'll be a small one, hopefully. Um, so a small 
little non-fiction book. I've already written 6K of it. Um, and I have also written several thousand words in The Scent of Death. Um, yeah, I finished the audio book. I've been creating, like, uh, like doing the like written marketing stuff. And I've outsourced... Um, like all of the imagery, a load of the admin, like, you know how much I hate my inbox. I don't hate my inbox anymore. It's crazy. Yay. I got it down from 50 to like nine yesterday, about 40 minutes. And I was like, why is this so easy? And it was because I was just replying to the fun, you know, emails and just like the opportunities and things. Um. Anyway, so like, my whole life is different. I've structured my days differently now. Like, there's so I don't want to. Like, I, I will just finish this, just because. Like, obviously, it has been such a huge whirlwind of the no, last. Keep going because I, I think this is really, really important. Because like the stuff that you're saying is like this is the next level authors podcast, and yeah, you know, this is you hitting the next level. So outline this is it. True. This is true. Okay, so then the other thing that I did alongside this, so there's the last two things. The first one was um, I was speaking to my dad. I did a competition intensive. I think the breakdown was at the end of that competition intensive week. So for those who don't know, the Clifton Strengths, all this stuff that we've spoken about before, there was an episode on it. Um, yes. And uh, it was just fucking revelatory. Like I had so many epiphanies that week in a, I don't know, like it was brutally savage. And I got to the end of the week and I was just like, there is something very fundamentally wrong about what I am doing. And you know how I said I felt lost for a really long time. Well, now I know why. Um, <clears throat> and I was on the phone to my dad and I was like, my goal is to earn X pounds. And he was like, if you want to earn X pounds, why don't you quit what you're doing and just go and work in like investment banking or finance or go and work for a hedge fund or speak to some cousins who have like, finance things and go and work for them and I was like mm -hmm. oh yeah no like that is not what I want to do and he was like exactly um and he was like you should have a creative goal like and that should be your one sole thing and so um he said something else really poignant which was that um you know because I was like but I don't want to let go of this financial target like that is what I want to achieve and he was like yes it is what you want to achieve but it is not your he said it's a target it's not your goal and that just changed mm -hmm. everything because money follows production right it follows mm -hmm. production but and no matter how many times like I mean, I said it, you said it, but like it never sat in my brain in the right way. And the money follows production. It just changed everything. And it was like a physical shift in my body. And so now I have been able to open more creative projects, partly because I've alleviated time, but also because my one goal is to create more, produce more mm -hmm. that I can then sell. And, um, yeah so like I've now restructured my days I write from 7am until 8am I mean like I don't because Atlas comes in about 85 times but I get about <laughs> half an hour first thing in the morning and I'm writing anything from 300 words to eight 900 words in that sort of half an hour 40 minutes sometimes I get an hour um and that changes everything like I'm so much happier just having Oh, and the point is, is those are new words. So even when I, my main project that I'm finishing is like an audio book or it's a, an editing a fiction book, I am still going to be creating new words first thing in the morning, no matter what. So I will always just keep opening new projects and it feels amazing. And like, I've changed how I structured my days and like I have set time slots where I work on, 
yeah, like different creative projects. I have like three or four different uh, creative projects on the go, but it feels right. My brain feels right. My chest feels right. Like everything is now aligned and I am creating more and I can already see how I'm going to earn more as well. Mm -hmm. So like, it is fantastic. I have come back very rejuvenated. Well, I think from the sounds of it, and obviously tell me if I'm reading this wrong, but it does sound like a big part of that is if you have a financial goal that the locus of control is external to you. So, you you know, you can, you can put all the things in place to go like, this is how you earn X amount of money, but it doesn't guarantee that's going to happen. Whereas obviously when the production, it's very much a case of like, that's entirely within your wheelhouse of control. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's just shifting that focus from, because I, I know that with certain things I've spun wheels trying to like hit the thing and it doesn't quite um, materialize. But then you pull back and go, well, what are the things that I can do in this situation just to keep moving forward? And mm-hmm. and it's it is really interesting that we do go through these phases of forgetting the importance of creation and like the emphasis on that, because I've definitely been back and forward in there. And you know, I preach it to people a lot, like stick with your passion and, and do the things that bring you joy and that you can control. But we all fall out of it. I think we all we all end up getting to a point where we forget that and have to draw that back. And especially at points in which, you know, this was clearly um like a brick wall for you this was like Mm. running the marathon and hitting that brick wall and realizing (laughs) that like you do need to either rethink or get someone to help you move Mm. forward Mm -hmm. and from what I've seen of you know the stuff that your VA is doing and everything else it's it's fantastic stuff so I am in love <laughs> with her she is yes, amazing <laughs> like she is amazing I like go onto my Instagram and I'm like why do I have like 127 likes like I haven't done anything and then I'm like oh she posted a new thing oh my god I literally love her well they're all amazing everything that she does is amazing she is amazing like I am just like she can never leave me like ever <laughs> Um, so if you want so details yeah. for Sasha's yeah, VA, no, you're not getting them. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I have told her to uh, to put like her details at the bottom of like when she replies to people and stuff to put it at the bottom of the email because mm. I'm like, yeah, everybody needs a bit of her in her life. Uh, and I can't even <laughs> take credit for her because Chris introduced me. So, you know, yeah. there's that. Um, right. I'm going to stop bollocksing on. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we've checked in. We normally do a success of the week and I have to say I don't have my Slack open. So if you just want to talk whilst I open Slack. Well, what we can do instead is, um, what's a thing that you've enjoyed this week while you find that? Well, all right. The thing that I have enjoyed this week. But if I do it, then how am I supposed to find the success of the week? (laughs) I can level up. Because I need you to stall because I don't have one. Okay. My my thing I've enjoyed of the week is receiving my first ever copies of um, my new book. So uh, eight yeah, steps to side characters. I've got the textbook and like, look how bloody thick this workbook is. It's ridiculous. It's, it's basically the same size as a textbook. Um, it's huge. It is huge. Um, but yeah, so I have absolutely loved uh, getting this book. The one thing that I find really weird is that... Um, this book, word count wise, is longer than The Anatomy of Prose, which was a fucking tome in itself. Um, but it's thinner spine wise. And it's because there are less sections in this. So like each section is. But, you know, with with prose, there were lots of itty bitty bits that I had to go through. But, yeah, I have loved um, getting my first copies. I think there is something magical about that moment of opening 
like that envelope and seeing that thing that you created for the first time. The other thing that I love doing, and this is really shallow, it's probably the competition in me, but um, every time I get new books, I pile my books to see how tall yeah, they you are. Do. <laughs> like, cause I like to see that growth. Like that, that is like, I'm like, I wrote all of those pages. Like every time mm-hmm. it like, fills me with mm-hmm. joy. How about you? What did nice. you enjoy? Um, <laughs> I don't like this week's been a bit of a blur, but I think one thing that I have done, which I've not done in a while, is like because I finished a fiction book last week, I ended up reading um, Kin by Keelan Patrick Burke, which uh, is wonderful and is the book for my monthly horror book club that I run. Um, and then I've kind of got to a point where I'm like, I want to read another book, but I don't know what. And I've got like a shelf full of different books, and I've had a bit of choice paralysis with reading. And I think partly because of like just all the other things that I'm doing and just a bit of tiredness this week. Like I'm aware that I probably look a bit more tired than I have for a while. Um, but so, so what I've done is I've just let myself relax and not worry about reading. And, you know, I played a lot of video games in the evening and just given myself a chance to sit and enjoy those. And like, it's not all just for pleasure because there's a, a video game that I'm currently playing, which is helping to, it's, it's basically research for um, a, a ghost writing book that I have to do. But yeah I just I think just mm, I I feel proud knowing that I'm able to confidently say like I don't have to be doing xyz at a certain point or working or burning or cylinders all the time and I can if I want to just spend a couple of nights just playing video games Mm. so it's coming back to that balance that we started (laughs) with in uh, in January trying to get to that point um so yeah I'm gonna say that's what I've what I've enjoyed this week awesome Okie dokie, so level up. I'm going to choose Brett Jackson. And he says, I made my first sale on Kobo. Woohoo. It's a small step, but it's a step. I love that. I'm a really huge um, supporter of wide... uh, What's it called? Publishing. Publishing, that's the thing. What's this thing that we do? Live publishing, you know, darling, that thing uh, that we do all day, every day. Uh, yes. And um, I love that because like building a business is one sale upon another sale upon another sale. And so that is a huge achievement to, to make a sale on Kobo. Like, so, yeah, I love that. I think that is fantastic. And well deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I take it you like then cross them out there because I can't do that because you wrote that note in there. But I'm just telling you that. Darling. I delete them yeah okay cool okay so patreon i don't know because obviously um somebody locked like i haven't had my email working so i don't know if we've had new patrons have we had any new patrons i don't believe we have okay if we have they're going to get like a double mention next week with like sprinkles and stuff and where can they find out more about being our patron Hmm? i google it (laughs) (laughs) uh you can go over to patreon.com forward slash next level authors and uh, I did shout out all of the wonderful patrons last week just because the live Q&A we had this month was like wicked. And it just had, there were so many like big announcements that were outside oh, wow. of publishing. That I was yeah. just like, oh, it just, it, it feels like um, it's, it, it is a real privilege just to be a part of, of people's lives and, and, and see the personal as well as the business. So it yeah, is. And it's such us. a lovely, yeah, it's such a lovely, like com- warm community type feel. And like, you mm-hmm. know, now we've been doing it like a year. We've seen people... Jesus Christ, yeah. I know, you know, like these things, like time is a lie. It like goes quickly. Um, <laughs> speaking of time, I thought it probably a good time to announce that um, this episode is going to be airing on the 29th of June, darlings, which means you only have 
one day left to finish your next level author quarterly challenge. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. So uh, if when this episode airs and the following day you have not completed your uh, quarterly challenge, then, my darlings, you owe us a cinnamon challenge. So, <laughs> Dan, do you want to explain what the cinnamon challenge is? Because I don't think you've ever actually told anybody what they are in for. No, I think I um, I put some stuff on the Facebook group. But for people who uh, are involved, the cinnamon challenge, you basically take a teaspoon full of cinnamon and you put it in your mouth and you attempt to swallow it. It's literally as simple <laughs> wait, wait, as that. Wait. It's as difficult as that. You left out a very important aspect. They have to record it. Oh, of course. Yeah. So if you do the cinnamon challenge, record it, send us your footage... As yeah. much as we don't want you to not complete your task, mm-hmm. I do want to see some cinnamon challenges and I do yes. want to stitch them together to warn people for the next quarterly challenge. So, yeah, yeah, it's exciting. But I've seen them a lot of people in the Facebook group putting in their comments about how close they're either getting to finishing, a couple of people wobbling and worrying about not getting there. <laughs> but like, honestly, it's it's all in fun. And the whole point of it is just to try and push you and like get you moving along your author career. So, yeah, exactly. it's, it's going to be exciting. And we're going to, yeah, we will yours, create, Sasha? we will complete a um, like video thing where we like attach them all together and do like a fun thing. Um, I'm yeah, tempted so what, just to what, do it for fun, to be honest. What was your, what was, you're such a, you're like, uh, okay. What was your um, challenge? Mine was to catch up on three major projects. Did you catch up on I them? have done. Oh, Self-publishing well. blueprint. Um, as of yesterday, I've updated every page on my website and wow. also the Omens Call anthology, we're pretty much wrapped up and we'll, we'll be lining up pre-orders and stuff fairly soon. So, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, well done. Yeah, mine was to finish recording my audiobook, which I, two weeks ago, I was like, I'm not going to make it. 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 I was like, shit, 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 shit. Um, and uh, yeah, like miraculously, uh, I think if I haven't hadn't have outsourced everything, I wouldn't have made it. But I did outsource stuff, and uh, yeah, I literally smashed out recording it within about just over a working week, which tells me that I can smash out more audiobooks, um, and will be smashing out more audiobooks. So I'm going to finish recording, uh, finish editing, uh, which takes longer than the bloody recording. Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm now deep into the record, uh, into the editing. I've done, I don't know, two or three chapters, I think. Um, anyway, it is taking forever, but I'm like making progress with that. So when I've done that, I'm opening in an editing book project and I will start recording, I think for an hour a day every morning, uh, the next audio book, just to keep them going, to keep the pace going now. Um, so yeah, I am mm-hmm. very relieved <laughs> recording it. And also... More than anything, I've proved to myself that I can do it. Yes, which is and that was the, the big point. Hurdle. Yes, it mm-hmm. really was. All right, mm-hmm. weekly confessional. I wasn't here. I don't even know what I was. I don't to even remember what I said I was going to do. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, I have, no. oh, we haven't done comment. Oh no, no, sorry. Comments come next. Oh, oh. wickle. Um, so it was to follow the writing schedule, which I've been doing. Start edits on when winter comes, which I've been doing. Um, it's interesting as well, just a very quick side note, because I've been editing on my tablet so that I can like read it in a different format and catch, try and catch things. And then this morning I went to the Word file and I started reading through and doing edits on that. And I was like, oh, it'll be the same. Like, it'll be the same just to edit it and then not worry about the thing. And I did the first chapter 
and then went back to my tablet to see the changes I've made on there. And I missed like 15 different things. So it just goes to show like the difference in medium and, and kind of like how that plays in your brain and what you see. Mm. So if anything, it just for me, it means it's probably gonna take a little bit longer. But at the same time, like I want this book to be the best it can be. That's why I tend to always do a final read through in physical format, like once I have mm-hmm. the proof. But I hate it because I'm so sick of the fucking book by this point. I'm like, yeah. if I literally have to read my own hyperbole like any more times, <laughs> I am gonna like shoot myself because like it's yeah. just like shut up, Sasha. You are so boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, uh, before we before we get into comments on last week's question, I did just want to do two very, very, very quick shout outs. Number one, um, I appeared on Luke's massive storytelling podcast thing yesterday. I say I appeared, we recorded it. It's going live next week. Um, but it was very, very, and this should have been my, one of my things that I enjoyed this week uh, because he started recording that show in 2015 and wow. it ended at the end of 2015, around the time that we met and Hawk and Cleaver started and we started podcasting everything together. And it's very interesting because he's come back to this podcast six years later He's titling that first chunk of episodes as season one. He's doing a season two. And just the fact that like five and a half years has gone is incredible. And then, and, and we had a good chat sort of like looking back over those years and sort of talking about mindset and things. And it was just a really, really good conversation. Um, and I, I love a lot of like what Luke does and his style and everything. So it's really good. I'd, I'd recommend checking that out um, on any podcast feed. And then the other one that we kind of alluded to, I think, earlier at the beginning um, of the show, we were both we both appeared on Unstoppable Authors' 100th episode, which will be live on Monday when and this goes on Tuesday. So yesterday it will be live. Um, and it was just a really fantastic panel chat with some really, really cool people. And thank you guys for, for having us. Oh, remind me to tell you something after this. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ominous. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Okay, right, comments then uh, for Dan's episode last week, which was self-pub or trad in 2021. Kerry Hodiski said, self-pub, but not in 2021. I'm thinking 2024 for a few reasons. My kiddo will be in school, so fingers crossed. Um, That will allow time to focus more on my work. I'll be 40, so a big milestone year, and it will be 10 years since I wrote the very first draft of book one. Whoa, that is awesome. But it's funny, isn't it? I literally don't know a single person whose first book didn't take them forever to get out and then it like it's like a fast it's like a freight train oh fuck off Dan um uh Luke Condor I'm literally not even entertaining that Luke Condor said um I'm still thinking hybrid is the way to go for me though I will say Rachel's got me questioning that decision now um yeah can I just say brutal like for listeners I don't know if you know so I write young adult fantasy and I have some adult fantasy that I'm prepping and uh like one of the only things she said like one of the only like genres that where trad still works is young adult and I was like no (laughs) 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 because obviously I have like I know that deep down and I have been thinking about sending one like particularly the scent of death because it's standalone I have been wobbling over whether or not I should query and I was just like, oh, because I obviously like the rebel in me just wants to say, no, fuck you. I'm going to make it indie. Well, anyway, anyway, moving on. Uh, Maggie says women's fic without a major romance element seems to still be mostly trad. Our current, uh, my current plan is to query the whip after the professional line edit in September until I have a second book ready to go. And if no luck by then, self-pub both a few months apart. Edwin says, I'm feet first in the self-pub camp. 
at this point in my writing life, it comes down to the question of what can a publishing house give me uh, that I can't do for myself uh, on a level their pay structures justify? Yes, couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, CJ Dainton says, love some Rachel Heron. Me too. Definitely self-publishing. Thought, I thought I wanted validation, but I discovered I really want read readers. Yeah, and dollars. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Ida says I pitched to trad at an RWA conference and was rejected three times I don't think I can do that 100 to 200 times since then I've also realized that I love my job and I don't want to be a full-time writer interesting I uh, love that yeah, so do I. I'm way too social and not disciplined enough to sit in a chair 10 hours a day. For now, self-publishing suits me better. At the same time, it would be amazing to be hybrid. If my books are successful, I would try it again. But I think it would be different since I'll have social proof. Meg says, um, love listening to Rachel. Great episode. Independent publishing all the way for me. As a self-publishing author, I know my own worth. Plus, I'm not willing to lose all creative control to people who clearly don't value their authors yet or understand how to shift books in this digital age. Trad Pub can't afford me and I'm totally fine with that. A fucking <laughs> man. Victoria Williams says, I've done the Amazon exclusive and went wide last year, not going back. Emily Han says, I'm going to try to traditionally publish my current work as it's literary and not genre fiction. Pa this past episode cemented that. Thank you. My next planned books are going to be self published though, as they are genre works, and one of them I'm going to try on Wattpad. Lovely. Mm. Cracking comments. Yeah, there was Lots no other question I could have asked Rachel. Mm. But also I had a very interesting conversation with a friend last night who basically said to me, like, if somebody would like, would you go for a traditional deal? Or do you feel like because you've self-pubbed all your books, that would be betraying self-pub? And my answer was literally like Well, I, I I don't like I don't my my whole thing is I want to reach readers in the best way possible. Mm. So I've never said that like I'm the self-pub guy or mm. I'm a self-pub guy. Like if but I did say that it comes down to you know what the rights are and what the deals are and it's not just yeah. about taking like signing away all your rights it's about negotiating the different mediums and formats and yeah. international rights and all that kind of stuff so the balls yeah. in your court exactly and there are genres where it works better there are genres there are reasons for doing it there are reasons for not doing it um and i have always said i'm not anti-trad i just it needs to be mm. for the right reasons right anyway this has been long. <laughs> and we uh -huh, haven't even back. asked the question of the week. Um, are you Bye, ready, everyone. darling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I was born ready. I think we've been leading up to this question this whole episode, which is interesting. All right. Since you started writing, how have you changed and how are you the same? Oh, wow. Mm, since I started writing... Yeah. How have I changed? How am I the same? It is a tricky question, but I was like, I, yeah, I just, I was curious how you have changed and how you are the same. So, I think the main thing that has changed is my confidence to deliver a quality product. So, like. And I say this a lot, a lot of the books that I write, I do write from a place of I do it to entertain me. But I'm with each book that comes out, I'm now getting more confidently into a place in which I can trust that that's going to be a positive experience for the reader. Um, which, you know, I don't think, especially early on, you ever 
100% know if that's a way because you're learning, you're putting out mm-hmm. new stuff, like it's a whole experience. Um, but I'm finding that, you know, the methods I'm doing to put books out and to write the stories that I write seem to be going well. So, um, yeah, I'm much more, much more confident in, in myself as a writer. Um, I'm trying to think of things that have stayed the same because so much, so much has changed, but I think the thing that has stayed the same is I've kept myself open minded enough to be able to accept opportunities and try and see long distance what they would do for for my career so like you know I've done a lot of collaboration um the book I'm editing at the minute is going to be my first solo novel which I still find bizarre considering you know I've, I've been involved in 47 books <laughs> and I've been publishing for six years like, that's amazing it's amazing <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's gonna be my first solo fiction novel which yeah it's just it's a bizarre thing um but I think that's the thing that stayed the same is I've I've understood that I, I feel like when people say it's not uh, it's not what you know it's who you know sometimes that can come across as a bit disingenuous and like you're using people to to get to certain places but I think that has has been the case for me but in 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 the best way what, of like using people identify... <laughs> no no like, <laughs> like Cheers, I've, I've understood yeah absolutely like <laughs> come on um <laughs> but no more in the sense of like I, I think I've come to realize that one of my superpowers is like I'm, I'm a good people reader and along the journey that has been the case of you know there are certain people who I would work with there are certain people that I wouldn't work with and the people that I really wanted to work with I have put myself forward I've approached them I've started conversations I've been humble enough to kind of go you know this doesn't have to happen but by all means like I'd love to see if something could happen and have those conversations um, so I think the thing that stayed the same is that I've always been open to those wider opportunities and collaborations and just understanding that it's not just about the books, it's about the people as well. Mm-hmm. I think I'll probably have more, but that's, they're kind of like the two that, that go off, off the top of my head. Like, this is a really tricky question. It is a tricky question, but I, like, even you were talking about, like, the thing with Luke and the the gap and how things have changed and I was like this is such a perfect question for this week um yeah yeah and I quite you know like we are supposed to be reflecting here and looking back and you know that you know trying to help each other level up and stuff and given that I've just gone through a change I felt like oh okay you know like this is the time to stop and look back so I think for me it's a couple of thing I think more has changed and stayed the same what stayed the same is like the core inside me like and so I suppose if I were to pick one thing that has stayed the same it's my grit I am I am still as fiery burny determined as I have always been and I will always be because that is my status I was born on fire and I I will continue to burn until I expire (laughs) (laughs) that's just it that is it. That is me. That's the um, next t-shirt. I know. It's almost like I should have been an Aries. <laughs> this is a fire. I'll, I'll just give you a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. So. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, was 
it because like people if for people that don't know are going to be like what the fuck is she laughing at and they're anyway. like early it must have been like 17 or 18 yeah something rather anyway right um <clears throat> so that's what stayed the same i think what's changed um are is a lot like so much has changed but the two things that i feel i really appreciate are one realizing how competitive I am realizing how positive that is and embracing it so that's number one and number two mm-hmm. I always used to get told I was shit with details um like when I was in my day job they would constantly berate me for not seeing details not picking out details because I was such a big picture person like I'd constantly get told off I'd they would tell me I'd made mistakes and things like this um what I have realized is I just didn't give a shit about their projects or their works. And that was why I wasn't very good with detail. Um, And while there are things like in the publishing process that I will forget, like, you know, I'm never going to be a proofreader, things like that. um, Actually, I'm really fucking good with detail. Like I create very, very detailed stories. I am dissect fiction down to a forensic level and then translate that into something understandable and comprehensive in my nonfiction books. You know, like the reason a nonfiction book on side characters is nigh on 75,000 fucking words is because I am so good with detail. And I do look down at that um, level of character creation and stuff. And so, yeah, like I, I have done a u-haul thinking that I was terrible at detail and and this thing and actually it I was never bad at it I have just realized that I look at detail in a different way and so yeah I think that has changed my confidence in my my confidence in myself a bit like you said yeah yeah because my confidence in my like being competitive and how positive that is my confidence in Mm -hmm. um yeah working with detail put in superpower yeah but like I do think it's true like so many of us get confident in our journeys because we are doing a thing that is makes us so vulnerable like writing and publishing and sharing our words is such a vulnerable journey and when we do it and we achieve it it's such a monumental feat that you can't help but you know it gives you an armor it gives you armor each book you publish is another layer of armor um Mm. and confidence Mm -hmm. growing and so yeah like I loved that you said that because I was like yeah I think that is true for me as well so yeah yeah I I think I love as well and I and I mentioned this on the unstoppable unstoppable authors episode like just how things come full cycle because I think you have to you have to play in the sandbox you have to like pick up toys that you don't normally play with and like try things to see if you like them Mm. and I've gone back recently um like recently a couple of days ago and listened to some of the very early episodes of me and Luke on our podcast the story studio and it's so just interesting hearing how we speak and the projects we're working on and I went back and listened to we did an episode that was goal setting for 2017 and what we wanted to achieve and one of the things in there was like having an impact on authors and another one was um in within five years I want to be a self like um, a full-time author and I achieved that in like two years from that point so like it, it, everything seems to come full circle and one thing that i've really liked recently um with the self-publishing blueprint coming out if you haven't got a copy get your copy now link in the show notes uh is is the 
like for some reason, I don't know what it is. For some reason, there's just so much engagement in the author community. So I have had the most people tag me in different like posts and share the book, which, you know, anyone who has, thank you so much. Like it genuinely means a lot. Um, and just hearing people get value from the book. And it's so, it's just very, very rewarding to have that immediate feedback because you get it from readers. You'll get, have readers like reach out and they'll leave reviews or occasionally get like emails and stuff. But I think there's a difference between someone who's read your story and appreciated it and someone who's going, no, no, you physically like shaped a part of my life by helping me with this problem. Mm. And I think that is one, one of the biggest changes that surprised me is this kind of just switch into the nonfiction side of stuff. Like, like I said, I still love the fiction. I still really, really enjoy the craft and the writing and everything. But, you know, people who have listened to this podcast since September time have seen that journey in, in me kind of embracing the nonfiction side and just finding a thing that makes me happy. I've also, I told you I'd get on a rant once you started talking. Um, I, I've also confirmed that I'm not a financially led person. Like when I was trying to go full time, circumstantially, there was a lot of stuff in my personal life as well, which meant that, you know, more money would mean much better circumstances for me. And now that I'm out of those circumstances, like I'm not financially led, I'm, I'm driven by, you know, actually helping people and, and seeing what I can do and just trying to provide some kind of positive impact. Like, don't get me wrong, the money's nice, but that's just not my central focus at all. And I'm, I'm very, very, like, just happy to embrace that and accept that now. Mm. I love that. There you go. How are you going to level up your business this week? I don't know. Darling. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, sad thing is I've got a list of all the things I should be doing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to crack on. Working off of two gigantic lists. Of course you are, you beast. Mm-hmm. Um, what have I got in here? I'm going to... Oh, that's interesting what I've got to do. I'm going to carry on with my ghost writing schedule and make sure I you know, get that done. Um, hopefully, I'm going to be able to finalise artwork for a new project that I've got, but that's dependent on the designer. Um, I'm going to say another 10,000 words editing of When Winter Comes. What? Okie dokie. I am going to... Uh... I'm going to well so my biggest focus at the moment is launch so do launch tasks of which I have many uh so continue I can I can yeah continue I will continue doing the launch tasks I will continue um with my editing the audiobook um and I will continue to do as many morning one hour slots as I can like occasionally oh, yeah. I'll put that down as mine actually like I'll do a, I'll do an hour slot in the morning because I do find them helpful yeah okay so yeah that what, what did I say my three were m- m- work on the mm. launch tasks I can report back how many I do if you really like um yes please <laughs> launch tasks uh what brain dead m- morning slots and oh record editing the audiobook yeah cool 
Awesome. So that's, Welcome back. Yeah. Oh, and you can pre-order your copy of mm-hmm. Eight Steps to Psy Characters. Oh, actually, I should say I'm doing a um, like pre-order giveaway. So if you pre-order um, and uh, you submit your proof, which you can do at sashablack.co.uk forward slash side pre-order, um, then you will get a sneak peek, which nobody else is getting this time. Um, you're only getting a sneak peek if you uh, pre-order it and it's the first 25 pages. And you will also be entered into a like one winner, massive bundle of like five books and some goodies and things as well. Um, so yeah, if you, I will put the link in the show notes and you can pre-order that. And if you haven't bought your copy of the self-publishing blueprint, then what the fuck are you even doing with your life? Go and buy a copy. Um, yeah, man, what, what excuse do people have? I know exactly. It is like your Bible <laughs> for publishing. So go do it. Um, and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. I just said I can't hear you. Like, uh, it's so aggressive this morning. I know. Oh, I know. oh shit, I need comments. <laughs> Dan, what episode Asha. is it? <laughs>